Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the gospel according to John. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When the hired hand sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and runs away. That's because he isn't the shepherd. The sheep aren't really his. So the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. He's only a hired hand and the sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I give up my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that don't belong to this sheep pen, and I must lead them too. They will listen to my voice. There will be one flock with one shepherd. That's why the Father loves me. I give up my life so that I can take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I give it up because I want to. I have the right to give it up. I have the right to take it up again. I received this commandment from my Father. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, the children would like to come up for a moment. I'm going to deal with the plant again today. Good morning, ladies. Good to see you all. See, you're way up there. Hang on. Of course, this could be harder to get up from when I get down here. Okay. Remember last week, you talked about plants needing water and food to grow. Um, for those that watched online and those that were here, you remember that story, right? So for us to grow, we need good things to grow, and water and food are what plants need. But have you ever heard anybody say that talking to plants helps them grow? You look confused. You never heard that, huh? Anybody found that to be true? Talking to plants actually helps them? Yeah, some hands are raised, right? So there's lots of reasons for that. But... Um, Maybe plants do actually hear us. I don't know. The scripture we just heard, Jesus is telling his followers that, that he is like a shepherd that takes care of us. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep follow me. Then he says, they will listen to my voice. We just heard that. Well, how do we listen to Jesus' voice? You sit here, in the, sit here next to you and talk to you like your parents do? Well, maybe, but I think sometimes we don't, we, we don't see him the same way, right? So... One way we hear Jesus' voice is reading the Bible. The passage we just heard was Jesus talking, right? So that's how we can hear Jesus' voice. We also can hear Jesus' voice when we pray, if we listen when we pray. The Bible teaches us the importance of being close to Jesus so that we can grow healthy and strong. Just like plants seem to do better when they're talked to and when we spend time with them. Don't know how that works, but it seems to work. So today we learn from the Bible that Jesus wants us to follow him. He's the good shepherd who wants to guide us, to help us, to teach us. And because Jesus, we learned in Easter, because Jesus rose from the dead, because he was resurrected, he's with us. And he's with us always. That's kind of cool, huh? So let's follow Jesus. It seems like a good idea. And listen to his voice so that we can grow healthy and strong too. God, again, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the, thank you that he is the good shepherd who helps us if we lose direction or if we need help, get lost. We just don't know what to do. Help us listen and follow his voice. Amen. Now the hard part. 
So for those who study the Bible, we see Jesus giving lots of different metaphors of sheep, shepherd, shepherding, all those different things. Um, earlier in the chapter 10, it says, Jesus says, I'm the gate for the sheep. He talks about a sheepfold, which is a whole other thing altogether. Now he says, I'm the good shepherd. So which is it? Why does it have to be one or the other? I mean, are you offspring or are you that have children a parent? You're both, right? Are you a sibling or are you a neighbor? Do we have multiple roles that we all play? And I think Jesus is trying to use different images of different roles to connect with different groups of people. Makes sense, doesn't it? Because the whole point of the gospel is Jesus connecting with us. Would you agree with that? The whole, the whole point of Scripture is so that we have the record of God interacting with God's people, right? The story of God and that incredible love story of God and God's people. So Jesus is the door, is the entrance, is the way. The way that we experience love and transformation. But to do that, we need guidance, right? We can't really do that all on, all on our own. We're, we, we tend to make a lot of sidesteps. So we need guidance to do that, and Jesus is the one who guides us. So Jesus is the gate, but he's also the shepherd who guides, see? And that's a hard word today. Because if you haven't noticed, the culture we live in tends to be a I-got-this culture. We hear that a lot, don't we? We hear that in advertising. We hear that message constantly portrayed across all kinds of medium. I got this. In other words, I got this all by myself. Even goes down to advertisements about, you know, training pants for kids, right? I got this. We've seen it manifested itself in lots of ways lately where the I got this morphs into something that I don't need any leaders anyway. I can do whatever I want. It's my freedom. I can do what I want to do. And nobody can tell me to do anything different. Have you heard that lately from anybody? See, Jesus knows us better than we know ourselves because Jesus was one of us. Different from God who sits somewhere where God sits, Jesus walked the earth. Jesus had hands and feet, right? Jesus did all the things we do as humans. The parts we like to talk about and the parts we don't. Jesus knew, Jesus knows us, right? So Jesus talking a couple chapters earlier in chapter 9, he talks about, you know, Jesus had compassion on the crowd because they were like a shepherd. I mean, sorry, they, they were like, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The people are like that. We can be like sheep without a shepherd. Has anybody made all the right decisions always without ever making a mistake? I'm not raising my hand to that one. Anybody ever been swayed by your own selfish desires to do something that really wasn't the best decision, right? That's why we need a shepherd. That's why we need a savior. But over and over again, we see put forth to us, our heroes are the ones who make it on their own, you know, who pull themselves up by the bootstraps and keep going. That's, the, that's who we idolize. That's who we want to, to believe in. That's why superheroes are so popular, I think. And all those movies about superheroes, right? Because they can do it. Those who call themselves up 
are revered. But hang on. That's the way our society says the world works, but don't we know differently? I mean, how much pain and suffering has been caused by those who put themselves first only? Don't we get annoyed when we see people like that? When we refuse to acknowledge the fact that we are sinful people and need a shepherd, we're not following at all. That was the whole point of the Garden of Eden, remember? Remember what happened in the Garden of Eden? It was paradise. It was the way God meant the world to be with humans and God working in this harmony and, and everything great and wonderful and having this great relationship. And then there was this temptation. We like to put it off on something else, but that's not being fair. The temptation was the fall from grace, right? The temptation was do this and you will be like God so that you can decide for yourself good from evil, and you won't need, the subtext for that is, you won't need God anymore. And us humans go, hey, that doesn't sound so bad. At first it might have been like, well, that's great, because then we don't have to bother God so much with asking questions all the time. We can kind of do this on our own. Sometimes we have good intentions. Adam and Eve weren't malicious. They just thought they could do it. And we've seen through human history how that has turned out. <laughs> Not so great why we need the savior that's why we have to have the shepherd and it's not just who we think either is listening listening to jesus did you catch the phrase in this jesus told his followers i have other flocks too wait a minute i thought this was all about right he said i have other flocks too the bible is the story of god's interaction with god's people a specific group of people through history that then in Post-resurrection was expanded in Acts and other places to include more people, right? But it was a specific group of people. It wasn't all people. And here's Jesus saying, but I have other people. So maybe this umbrella of who Jesus loves and leads is bigger than we think it is. The first step of all of that is to allow ourselves to be led, right? It's tough. So here's the problem we have as people. Well, we have lots of problems as people. I mean, I could go on for days talking about that, right? So I'll try and keep it to, you know, one service. So a problem that we have as people is that we tend to choose who we tell the story of salvation to. You ever notice we do that? Take a, for those who are here, take a good look around. Go ahead, turn around, look, look, look around you. Do you notice anything about everybody here? What do you notice? We all have masks on. That's a good, yeah, that's true. Um, aside from that, what you can see around the masks, what, 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 what's, what, what do we have in common? They're like me, right? We're all fairly similar. Variations within where we are, but our paths of life have been somewhat similar. We want people to be with us. At least we say we do. And yet, who we have are the same. There are a whole lot of people in our society who are done with the church. We have the nuns who never, a label, I hate labels, but the label of the nuns, those who have never seen church, but we also have the duns. In other words, those who have been exposed to church and want nothing to do with it ever again, which most of us would say is incredibly sad. Because we see the value in what 
our community of faith brings in our lives, right? 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 I mean, that's why we're here. Because we see value in what we do here, right? The problem is, is, is if we can't see others as also people who need to be led by Jesus, if we can't see ourselves as still continuing to need to be led by Jesus, think we've got it all figured out, and when everybody else that comes to look and act just like we do, we're missing something. And, and that's what the experience of people in the world around us has been. Not necessarily saying from this church. I'm saying in churches in general. Okay? Although I'm probably sh- pretty sure if we ask people around, it, they might have had a similar experience here. That's a tragedy. That our communities of faith have alienated people so much that they want nothing to do with the community faith ever again. And that's not on them. That's on us. Of course we want people to be like us. That's where we're most comfortable, right? I mean, our friends are like us. Our people we hang out with are like us. And that is a great thing because that's where our comfort level is. There's nothing wrong with that. But where that becomes a problem is when that, when that spills over into our experience in the community of faith and we refuse to welcome, we refuse to reach out to, we refuse to... To allow variation of those who come in the doors. And they're not going to come in the doors unless they're invited, by the way. It's not like it used to be 50 years ago where you know, people just came. That doesn't happen anymore. We'd like, we'd like that to happen. That'd be easy, right? But that's not the way it happens anymore. People have to be invited. People have to have a reason to come. And that reason has got to be, I believe, that we are all on this journey of life together. None of us have it all figured out. And we have a Savior that does have it figured out that's trying to lead us, that good shepherd, right? Not these hired hands that run away at the first sign of danger, but the good shepherd that knows the sheep, wants the best for the sheep, wants to protect them, wants to keep them safe, wants them to thrive. See, that's our Savior, right? That's the message we need to be sharing. I know a Savior. That Savior wants me to thrive. That Savior loves you, wants you to thrive. Come with me so we can find out about this Savior together as we walk through life, making mistakes along the way. By the way, if I've done something to offend you that I didn't even know I did, I am so sorry. Teach me what I did wrong. Because I don't know if I've offended you necessarily. I don't know what I did. But I have to be willing to listen to know that, right? We need Jesus. And all of us have to listen for this voice of the shepherd, of our Savior. It's a little tricky these days how to say, I hear the voice of Jesus without sounding crazy, the way that our world has put a spin on all this. And it's true that sometimes we struggle. We struggle to hear the voice of God in our lives. I know I've had that experience. I'm sure many of you have, where sometimes we've heard that voice clear as day. Sometimes we know exactly what God wants us to do. And there's other times when we're desperately searching for it that it is not there. More about us than it is God. But still, there are times we do not hear the voice of God. Right? Anybody heard that void? I don't know how you hear a void, but you, you, you get my point, right? It's okay to admit that. I mean, how do we have real authentic discipleship and growth unless we can admit those things in our lives, Right? So, yeah, we're on this journey together. The shepherd's going to lead us, and, and, and we search together for his voice, and we help each other for that. We know God's voice by reading the Bible, recognizing that everything we read, how we see what we read, is impacted by our own lives. So coming together to study is a good thing, because we can hear different perspectives. 
Different things people have learned from uh, passages to grow together. But again, we have to hear that, don't we? We have to listen to Scripture. We have to listen in our prayers. And we have to listen for the voice of God in each other. That truth-telling, not maliciously, not judgmentally, but hearing the voice of God in each other is critical as as the people of God. My faith is not just about me. (laughs) It's us. But ultimately, it all points towards Jesus, right? And that's really hard in our world, that invitation to listen, to hear the voice. But if we're trying to listen, we expect to hear. Does that make sense? Radical thought, isn't it? God is speaking, but we have to be willing and ready to listen. Jesus doesn't say, listen, and maybe I'll have something to say. Jesus says, listen to my voice. I am speaking. There is a difference. How are we hearing? How are we following him? How are we inviting others to hear that voice with us and search for it and allow our lives to be changed to follow? None of us are there yet, right? John must have called that being on the road to perfection. We're going. We're going on to perfection. We're not there yet. But we believe that we're being led there by our shepherd. So it's not about us. Well, it's about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us. It's about how we work together to follow that voice of the Savior. That voice is the one we need to hear. That voice is the one we need to let guide us. Because he is speaking and has something for us to follow. Does listen to my voice. Amen.